Welcome to Mimosas. Hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby. You're here with Kristen. And Talia. And we're here to talk all things mom. Okay, we have two disclaimers for you. Number one, I just moved into a house that has nothing in it. So there is literally nowhere for me to record that's not going to echo like crazy. So hopefully this will be the only episode that's this echoey. And the other thing is... Talia made the grave mistake of attempting to clean today. I don't know why. And so she's having like a massive allergy attack. So you're basically going to be listening to echoing and sniffles for this whole whole episode. You're welcome. Hopefully not too much sneezing and nose blowing, but I can't guarantee anything. (laughs) Okay, so let's do our anti-racism check-in. So I started reading, I I briefly spoke about this last episode. Um, I started reading, started reading the book White Rage by Carol Anderson. And it's one of those moments in my life where I feel like, wow, I have been told that our history is whitewashed. And I, I believed that and I understood that. But like, now I feel it. Like now reading this book, uh, there's so much stuff that I'm like, this is all been here this isn't like some secret it's just never been presented in a way where i've thought to myself like wow this is crazy like this is nuts so i really recommend the book for anyone who's willing to put in the work i also feel like as i'm reading it i'm like i can't unknow this stuff like this is important for me to know and i can't go back like i I can never be as blissfully ignorant as I ever was or as I was before. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I, I really think it's a worthwhile read. I also think you just sort of have to be mentally prepared to sort of get rid of that whitewashed history that we've learned, that we all know we've learned. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I'm making sense. Like, I know that the history I learned was whitewashed. Like, I, I have understood that for years. But as I'm reading this, I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh wow. Yes, that's right. Um, this is way more whitewashed than I realized. Mm-hmm. So totally. Anyway, I just I think it's a really worthwhile read. So for those of you who don't know, John Lewis, who was a co- who was a congressperson or the House of Representatives in the House of Representatives, yeah, uh, he just passed last week, and he was a huge part of the civil rights movement. He was right alongside Martin Luther King for a lot of the time that Martin Luther King was leading that movement or supporting that movement. He went to jail. He has been very involved and active. Uh, in the civil rights movement, as well as the movement of, you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. He passed away. He had, I believe it was pancreatic cancer. And he passed from that. But I met him when I was 15 in Washington, D.C. on like a like a trip. And we got to hear him talk. And we all got a copy of his book. And his book's been sitting on my shelf for like, you know, I'm 36. So 20 years. And I, I feel like I cracked it open maybe when I was like 15 I was like eh I mean not eh but like this is just like this is really dense it's just it's just a lot so I started to like kind of look into that book again and it's a memoir about and it's called A Walk with the Wind and it's a memoir about like the civil rights movement and like just his what he kind of went through and stuff like that and it's been I mean I'm only like a little smidgy in because I'm a very distracted reader (laughs) Like my mind wanders a lot. Like, so, and I have, you know, I've been working on getting ready for school and stuff like that. But 
So that's something that I want to continue to read about and just kind of educate myself more on what was happening then. And you obviously see lots of similarities in what's happening right now. Sure. And, what's cr- and it's crazy because it's 70 years or 60 years later. Yeah. And we're still, you know, there's so many things that haven't changed. Yeah. So we were chatting before this. I had just texted my friend who was on episode 23. She is a speech and language pathologist. So my youngest is almost 18 months old and she does not say anything. She screams dada for any adult. Like she doesn't, she wants grandma. She's screaming dada. Like she doesn't care. She says cheese if you take out a camera, which is hilarious. It's really cute. Sometimes she'll say hi. Like she'll pop out and be like, hi, especially if she's like in the backseat and she's like waiting for you to get her out and you like open the door. She's hi, but that's about it. Like she really doesn't say anything else. And we've been like all my other kids who refuse to use sign language. We've been doing sign language with her from like very early on. We've been doing more and all done and she won't do any sign language, but she understands what we're saying. So if I say, please bring that shirt to daddy. She'll walk over to the couch, she'll pick up a shirt, and she'll bring it over to Pat. And then you say, great, please go get the shorts and bring them to Daddy. She'll walk over, and she'll pick up the shorts and bring them over to Pat. So her receptive language is fine. She totally understands like what you're saying and what those words mean. She's just not speaking. And so, you know, I, I always feel like I don't want to be hysterical. And like, she also just seems to be doing things on her own time. Like she crawled much later than the boys did. She walked much later than the boys did. So she just sort of seems to be doing things on her own time. So I don't want to rush her. But then I also don't want to fall into the trap of like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then it's like, it's not. If we had gotten intervention like six months ago, two years ago, this wouldn't be a big issue. So let's just look into it. So I was texting my friend and she she had recommended like, just reach out to the county. She sent me three links. She was like, where, like, where did you just move? What city is it? What county is it? And then she sent me all the links for all the early nice. intervention in the area. And she said, just reach out to them. They'll do an evaluation. And if she doesn't need anything, then it's fine. Then like no foul, you know, no harm, no foul. And she said, if we reach out and she doesn't quite qualify for like the early intervention through the state. We can obviously always go private and mm-hmm. pay out of pocket. Sure. I remember Sky had early intervention for PT for sure when she was a baby. Like I remember we got her tested. I don't think she was even a year old because she wasn't doing, she wasn't crawling. I remember at her nine month appointment was the first time a doctor really took you seriously when you were like, something's up. Like she's not eating, something's up. And then she asked you something and you were like, yeah, she's not doing that. And she's like, her muscle tone is so low. Yeah. And then like, you know, she was like, we gotta get you into some stuff here. Well, and at that point, like everyone knew something was wrong because like a baby shouldn't be getting biweekly blood transfusions. Sure. So like obviously something was wrong, but but she didn't qualify. I feel like they, they don't qualify kids for speech until they're about 18 months. Because I remember we went into the hospital, Sky was 15 months and she was receiving OT and PT out the get-go. Like they were like, oh, she had this at home. 
We're just going to continue those services. And we had like really crummy PT people. And we had a really sweet woman for OT, but I think she was just over her head and just inexperienced. And then we had this speech lady who came much later. I think we had, this guy was probably like, 20 months or something and they did an evaluation because we were the same thing like but sky was saying nothing but obviously different circumstances like she was also very sick and she was doing a lot of sign language so she was, she was really good through. at sign language she was really good and she her receptive language was great and she was really good at signing she knew how to communicate and she knew how to figure out you know how to get her needs you know met through that but again, she wasn't talking. And at that point, I remember talking to you and like Nate was doing, I think, like some sentences. Words. Maybe. I I'm trying to think because I remember like we went to the doctor at 18 months and she was like, ah, he's a little behind where we'd want to see for language, but not like a worrisome amount. Like he was just sort of like a little bit. It, it wasn't him. It was you have another friend whose kid was like doing like paragraphs or something. <laughs> But I think Nate was saying like simple sentences sure. like, you know, I want an apple or whatever. This was this was back in the day of Bia Bia. This was when he oh, would say Bia Bia for banana. And yeah. I, oh, I've probably told this story on here a hundred times, but I'm telling it again. So yes. for the longest time, he would call bananas Bia Bia. And we had like a Joey Phoebe French lesson moment where I was like, banana. And he like looked me dead in the eye and was like, be a be a. I was like, okay, God. all right. So good. So good. He's just like, whatever, mom, get over yourself. Yeah. And I think it was, I was like, buh. He was like, buh. And I was like, nah. He was like, nah. And I was like, nah. He was like, nah. And I was like, banana. And he was like, Bia, Bia. Like his face was so good when he said it. <laughs> I do love that story. Oh, Bia, Bia. Well, okay. So Sky, when she was receiving speech, like we were just starting with, because again, it was, they were saying she has low tone. So she couldn't really even form the shapes with her mouth. So like we started with just blowing bubbles. Okay. Like, I mean, that's what we were doing for like the longest time. It's just like getting like her to make shapes with her mouth and like get the air out. And then I remember they did a lot of stuff. The lady was, there were two of them. One of them was such a softy, like she would bring stickers and Sky, and like she was just trying to get Sky to say more, yeah. you know, so she would bring a piece of paper and Sky would point to it like an animal and she would sign like cat. So she would do the sign for cat and point. And the speech therapist would go, cat, cat. And Sky would sign cat and then point. And then she, cat. And then Sky would sign cat again and like point to it. Like and frantically then Sky would go, start signing yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and then like really point. And then she would point and then she would sign more. And she'd go, mm, mm. And she would go, good, more. And Sky would go, and then she would like, was like, F off. Like, here's the sign, cat more here i did it what do you want now and the lady be like okay it's fine here you go here's the cat and then this other like old salt would come in <laughs> and like the same thing would happen and she would be like cat <laughs> and sky would sign cat and then she cat 
and Sky would sign cat again. And I was like, this is, is this like borderline abusive? Like what's going on here? <laughs> when do I need to be concerned? Yeah. When do I need to intervene and say, okay, thanks, Joanne. I think we're done for today. <laughs> Just you go ahead and go. But I mean, but she did like, she would get Sky to, you know, go like or hat or you know whatever the sound that sky was making definitely wasn't a c sound but anyway i just remember them doing that and then sky just like she would be so happy when the soft one would come she'd be like yay i can get my way joanne would walk in and sky was like oh here we go <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a tough one okay arms crossed who's gonna win this battle i'm already not impressed uh, mom Mom, can you make her leave? Probably just throwing you shade. <laughs> That's the other thing, too, is Astrid is very expressive through her face. Yeah, yeah. So the other question that I was asked was, does she get frustrated? Like, does she seem really frustrated? Cause she just grunts, you know? she would be like, uh? Eh? Uh? Eh? And, like, she'll point to things, and you're like, peanut butter? Car? Wall? Knife? What are you asking for? <laughs> <laughs> slip my wrists what and, do you want me to do and she shakes her head no at like 90 percent of what you say so if you're like do you want water uh and she'll like shake her head no walk uh <laughs> sit with mommy uh and then you'll be like unicorn uh unicorn taking a dump diarrhea uni- unicorn <laughs> diarrhea uh, like uh. then she'll she'll just do like a slight like yes nod that's it or like mostly it's just like a, she doesn't nod no and that's like her consent to like, yes, diarrhea unicorn is exactly what I was looking for. I will I will accept that answer for now. <laughs> Present them. But I mean, she also walked super late. I mean, she was pushing 15 months. I think she's pushing 16 months, actually. And then... Well, and you were saying that like you thought she could do it. She just was choosing not to. Yeah. And the same with crawling. Like she... I don't, it's been interesting to watch her because like with the boys, they would be like, oh, I'm coming up to a point where like, there's a skill I might learn. And like, I'm going to, let me practice. Like practicing feels like something I'd like to do. And then like Nate practiced by crawling backwards for three months. Finley practiced by like, oh yeah, lunging. He <laughs> And then Finley like was, would be, he did the thing where he was like in the seated position. He would like lunge and then he would like crawl back to the seated position and like lunge. So he like got his upper body strength pretty quickly. And then he was able to crawl. Astrid just like, oh, I don't care. And then like one day she just started crawling. And like, yeah. was crawling. Like, I was just like, but how did you learn? Like, you never practiced. You just like, didn't do it. And then you were doing it really well. And it's, it's like, just... I've known how to do this for a while. And it's the same with walking. Like, she just wasn't up for it. And now she's basically running. Like, she has been walking for around two months. And she is already close to running, which is not... This has not been my past experience. Like the boys walked earlier, but they weren't like running a month or two later, you know? Yeah. My gosh. I'm just remembering at the park. Astra, do you want to walk around? Uh. We're going to be in the car a long time. Eh. Okay. We're going to leave. Astrid, you're going to walk to the car. Eh. Okay, fine. I'll carry you. Okay. We get to the car. I do not like this car seat. Right. Get me out of here. Pretty much. <laughs> For the rest of the trip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so she's definitely on her own trajectory, but I might as well get an evaluation. But I do remember... It doesn't hurt. It definitely doesn't hurt to do it. I do remember 
when the old like when sky and nate were around this age or whatever i think a little younger and like we knew like this whole group of people and it felt like everybody's kids were going into speech therapy at like 15 months like it felt very early and i was like do kids go into it before two and like okay so that was my bad like that was pretty judgmental now it's still hindsight feels early but there are some signs that early that like they may or may not be ready. Well, you have a friend who is actually a certified speech and language pathologist who is saying, go get an evaluation, you know, so that's comforting in the sense of like, okay, I'm not overreacting. Right. Like, I mean, we knew people that the day their baby hit 15 months, they were at the pediatrician going, I need a referral. And it was their oldest, which you know, they may also like know somebody like we don't obviously like know their their story. We don't know their story. Right. It just like at the time for us, we were like, what in the world? Because it just it felt like a lot of people. It was probably two. It literally felt like like 10 people were bringing <laughs> their 15 month old to speech. And I was like, what in the world? Well, it is also interesting of like, you know, when it's your first kid, you know, and you are around people who also have children of the same age and it's their first kid you really only have those other kids to base things on like when you're thinking okay every other kid is sitting up independently and mine still looks like a sack of potatoes when I try to sit them up they just topple over is that weird or oh my gosh all these other kids are getting teeth and mine haven't gotten teeth yet is that something that I should be worried about or wow everyone seems to be gaining a significant amount of weight right now in this time period and my kid isn't is that something to worry about like there's all these different things and as a like as a mom you know of a fir- when it's your first kid like I said it's just you just I mean obviously people can read all the books and you can look at all the statistics and all this stuff but it's also when you have those other babies right there to compare to yeah it's hard not to compare and there were a lot I feel like a lot of people I thought you were probably really good about not outwardly comparing there were some people that were just like train wrecks I mean if one baby was doing something their baby was definitely doing that as well even though they weren't you know and you were just kind of like you know Nate's gonna Nate's fine he's healthy he's growing he's peeing he's pooping he's nursing he's sleeping I mean, sleeping, not so much, but I mean, this great sleep regression. Yes. Of 2015. (laughs) Well, and I was going to say the comparison trap. I feel like I feel like with your first kid, you're you're just naturally at a disadvantage because you haven't experienced it. I mean, like you there. It doesn't matter to your point, like how many books you've read. You literally like you've never experienced it. So you just you you can't know. Right. But the other thing is, you know, you're at a disadvantage on either side because my thought process is always like, this is normal. It's normal. It's fine. It's fine. They don't have, they're all going to be on their same, their own trajectory. So it's not a big deal. So with my first, I mean, thankfully, like everything's been fine so far, but you know, if anyone's going to be at disadvantage, it's going to be Nate because I'm, I'm like, it's fine. You don't, kids are on their own agenda. You can wait till you're 12 to read. And it's like, no, 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 Kristen, kids do have to show signs of reading by a certain age or they genuinely probably have a learning disability that needs to be checked out, you know, but at least by like your second or third, you're like, I've got a ballpark. Okay. So like my first kid was like around this time. So, Uh you know, maybe a couple months after that, that's when we start to worry. But then there's also the disadvantage of like, to your point, oh, little Johnny started walking at seven months. Why isn't, you know, why isn't my kid running with a, a football? 
They're eight months old. Oh my god. I remember there was this one little girl in the breastfeeding support class in the breastfeeding support group. She was nine months. Yes. Oh, okay. So she wasn't. I was like, was she in the morning or the evening one? She was nine months and she was like standing and walking, walking. And she was was smaller. And she was teeny. She was like a peanut. She was so small. So stinking cute. Really cute. Full head of hair. Mm -hmm. Like little. Like I remember her like little ponytail. Like she had like longer ish hair too for like a nine month old. Yeah. I remember meeting her and I was like, oh, how old is she? Thinking she'd be like, maybe like 13 months, you know? And she's like, oh, uh, she's turned nine months. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. That's a no for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the teething. Uh, Nate, better not pop a single tooth until I'm done breastfeeding. That's a no for me. And, you know, so the other thing is, this one is always interesting to me. So you had mentioned how parents will be like, oh, my kid isn't teething yet. Is that a problem? Which is fine. Like, it's a fine question to ask. It's your first kid or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, Finley got like no teeth until he was like three. But <laughs> I, whenever like there, I only, there was like one or two times where I was like, is this a problem? And then I was like, there is literally nothing I can do to support you teething. Like you just get no. teeth when you get them. So like they're in there. So it's They'll one of those things eventually. of like there's no intervention. Like there's no point for me to waste a single second worrying about this because there is literally nothing to be done about it. Oh my god, I was laughing because so Sky has that tooth coming in. Oh right, behind her other teeth, and it's now like almost was it flush. Is it like the same height? Is that the term okay. for it? Flush? Or even. It's like the same it's like the same height as like the other teeth. Okay. And it's like, okay, pretty soon I'm assuming this tooth is gonna get taller because her little her baby teeth, she has like little baby chiclet teeth. Yeah. And it's still sideways and stuff like that. And the front tooth is kind of brownish now because that's what happens. The tooth dies because the new tooth is coming in. But there's like no sign of it coming out anytime soon. And I keep like going, oh, is your tooth wiggly? And she'll just go, mama, you're just moving your finger. <laughs> like, am I? I feel like it's a little wiggly. She goes, you're just moving your finger. And I was like, okay. Sky's going to need like tons of like dental intervention because her mouth is so small. Like they've already said it to us. Did they say that that was a potential side effect? Of like all her treatments? No, I think she's all well. Okay, I thought so her, her teeth tongue... might have had some side effects. Well, so at one point there was that medication that they were. There was one doctor that was at a complete loss for a bacterial infection, and this was very early on in her treatment. Okay, and they said we can give her a medication that either could make her joints like pop, you know, and then she, you know, could just be like one day like walking down the street and like her like joint pops awesome so that is a long-term effect like that would happen when she's like 15 it could so that was a potential side effect or or we could give her a medication that turns her teeth brown what would you prefer that's what i I, I was like i do uh, remember that the teeth browning one but then they wound up not using either one of those okay that's that is definitely what it was that i was thinking about yeah i remember the doctor presenting that i was like is anyone picking the joint one it's like the the EMT of, do you want me to strap the 10-month-old to the gurney or do you want to ride with her? Does anyone just strap the 10-month-old to the gurney? Who are these people? I, I hope you're having CPS afterwards because... Your response was, is anyone choosing option A? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
God. Ah! Oh my gosh. <laughs> my life. Oh, I'm so glad that I have Kristen to help me remember my life. It's, yeah. So much has happened. Well, I think that's good that you're getting her at least checked out and see what happens. See what they say. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure it's just like all things is just going to come later. Right. And she'll probably be like, I mean, if it's like, she'll, her like crawling, have a soliloquy, right. She'll like pop out just like a monologue. <laughs> right. And I think, I don't remember if we, I think we were talking about this beforehand, but we're, we were wondering, is it that she can't speak? Like, is there a delay? Is it because everyone's always talking for her or, yeah you know, whatever, or is it like, we're just not even being intentional enough with speaking with her, you know? So like we read to her, she's not as interested in, in books as the other two were. So, so she really kind of just gets like her one book before bed. Whereas like Finley, I mean, I remember being pregnant with Astrid and Finley just sitting on my lap for hours, just reading the same five books over and over and over. That was like our entire morning. And then same with Nate, like he would bring me the same couple books and we would read over and over. And that's, that's just not how she operates. So mm -hmm. it could be something as simple as like, we are not as intentional about the way we speak with her, you know? So again, yeah. she is receptive. She understands what we're saying, but just like we are not intentional enough that she can mimic what we're saying. I mean, I really can't speak highly enough on the whole speaking for them in like regards to it just makes it easy. Like, you know, I've talked about this a little bit about how we've had to work. Todd and I've had to work really hard to not speak for Sky, And now and she'll do things where she tries to just speak, you know, sh you know, she'll say she'll look at a potty and it's like, yes. And no, what? What do you need? Potty or uh, pizza? What? Well, yeah, we're having pizza. What do you want? Pizza? Come on, you're five. And so, like, I've started to say, oh, you know, we're gonna practice using complete sentences because you're gonna be in kindergarten. Yeah. You know, kindergarten is full sentences. But I mean, like, it's just I can't tell you how many times like I'll ask her a question and somebody else just like quickly responds like, hey, Sky, what did you do in physical therapy today? Well, we and I'm like, Ugh, your name's not Sky. Like, let the kid talk. And I mean, she has four adults around her constantly. So that's a little different. But I would imagine, too, with having older siblings. Sure. Yeah, they're probably, you know, and it's like and also, you know, I, I would imagine like so. I don't know if this happens or not, but you can verify this. Like if Nate Nate plays with her. Yeah. And like he plays well with her. Like if he's like, Astro, do you want a car? And then if she just takes it, then sure. it's like there's no like, like, ooh, car, blue car, vroom, vroom, car. Like Nate's not going to do that with her because yeah. why would he? He's five and that's not his responsibility to do that. And he's the oldest. I mean, he dictates a lot of the play as well. You know, right. so it's, it's, I mean, it's probably not even like you want a car. It's like, here's the car that I will allow you to play with. This is what we will be doing now. Get bent. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense too. And then my friend was also asking, she was like, does she make any animal noises? And I was like, great question. You know, so we were talking about this, how like with Nate, you know, he's like 12 months old. And I was like, cow, cow says moo, cow, moo, moo, cow, cow says moo. And he's like, shove it up your butt, mom. But like with her, I literally don't know if I've ever 
point like i've pointed oh dog there's a dog because we had like a dog in the neighborhood but i was never like dog says woof you know or like sometimes like or a cat like she, there's a cat we had a neighbor who had a cat and she like really liked that cat but i wasn't like cat cat says meow i was just like let's well, chloe cool yeah there she goes see ya yeah doing her cat thing so i mean it's like little things like that are probably adding up and you know they do try to the, the boys do try to talk to her for a, a talk for her a lot and i'm always like stop like stop talking for her and i i try mm-hmm. to explain like she cannot learn if you do it for her so please stop mm-hmm. doing things for her please stop speaking for her like she's not gonna learn it if you do it for her but i also so i went to speech I guess when I was two, my mom brought me. So I have an older sibling and the therapist was like, tell her sibling to stop speaking for her. And then like, as soon as like they made it like abundantly clear, like not to speak for me, I started like exploding with words. So, so in that situation, it was like a hundred percent. We were five years apart. Nate and Astrid are, I guess they're only three and a half years, but it was like enough of a, where my sibling understood everything that I like needed or wanted, understood all of my nuances. Mm-hmm. So that I did not ever have to speak for myself. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think they probably, I think that's very common. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it is. And especially now, like, you know, we're pretty much locked down. I mean, my kids have been home like everyone else's since March. They're not going to a summer camp. They're not going anywhere. So there's no, there's been no reprieve for her from her siblings, which is fine. It's just takes, it's going to take more effort on my part to be conscious about like, get out of her face. Cow says moo. Say moo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Moo. I'm I mean, I think it's good that she has the receptive language. Yeah, that obviously comes first. And I think that is really important. If she didn't have the receptive language, that might be more concerning. Yeah. And I think that's why I haven't been too concerned is because I was like, she understands everything we're saying. And she's so funny. So the so the other two, like we say no, you know, Nate's always been like, well, let me just give you a million reasons why we should do what I want. You know, so he'll be like, I'm gonna jump in this fire. And I'm like, no. That's a hard pass. He's like, well, let me tell you all the reasons why this is a great idea. And then I I hear your no. I'd really like to turn that no into a yes. I'll raise your no into three reasons why it should be a yes. That's right. And then I see your no. Finley is basically like, I hear your no and I couldn't care less. I will be doing what I want. But with with Astrid, like if you say no or I'll be like, "Uh, I don't know. I make some noise at her that she knows is like, that means no. And she'll stop. And then she just looks at you and has this like really like pouty face. And she tries like really hard not to cry. And then I'll go over and I'll say, that made you really sad. And I'll hold her. And then she just like starts crying hysterically. Oh, oh, it's my really heart. Cute. That's very sweet. That's really cute. All right. Well, that's that's that on. Well, we look forward to hearing more about that soon or, you know, whenever that happens. Yeah, I know. I told my friend, I was like, I'll call them this week. And then as I was typing, I was like, I will be calling no one. I will definitely be emailing. Well, and you'll also, yeah. And you're also like moving in, which mazel tov. Thank We're you. so excited. Thank you. I, I got a little FaceTime uh, tour. Very cool. Ugh, it makes me want to move to the East Coast. <laughs> Like, I want a big house like that. 
A big Todd. yard. What a big yard like that. Todd. I mean, I would say the size of our house is probably comparable to yours. It's just set up differently. But definitely the yard is a different situation. The yard makes it. Yep. Although I feel like, I mean, Sky is so clingy into like, like we have a backyard and it's, it's small. I mean, it's nothing like what yours was, which was a joke. It wasn't really even a backyard. Ours is small, but like she doesn't want to go back there by herself. She like want to go to another room by herself. I'm like, this house is safe. You are fine. Nobody's going to get you. Like, unless it's the morning and like I'm in the bathroom and she's in the front room. Like, that's the only time that's like okay for her to be in the room by herself or like someone's cooking something. Other than that, she's like, be with me. Do you remember Natasha Daniels was one of the people that we interviewed? So she, her, her specialty is like kids with anxiety and OCD and stuff. She said that with kids, like when they go through those like separation anxieties or whatever like that, it's always best to phrase it. We are all safe in this house because that way they don't need you to be there to know that they're safe. Yeah, I think I've said that to her in the okay. past. Like everyone's safe. We're all safe in this house. I don't say you're fine. Like I don't. No, no. But like we her. never say like, oh, mommy's here. So you're fine. Or like daddy's right here like you're fired daddy's downstairs like nobody can hurt you like we always like every time we are all safe in this house yeah so anyway yeah. for what it's worth that's what i yeah, remember no, hearing from good her. reminder but she said it's just like a good seed to plant but finley already says it like i was gonna say i heard you say it the other day yeah like if he starts getting nervous he'll be like we are all safe in this house so mm-hmm. yes so for what it's worth if you were asking for my unsolicited opinion, there it is. Always. <laughs> That's what you get when you're friends with me. Pretty much. And I love it. Eh, probably like 50% of the time. All right. Yeah. Chat with you guys next 70%. week. 70%. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.